welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer slash music reporter. <laughs> then I'm going to switch to that next week, Aaron Labar. Uh, welcome to the show. We have the giggles. We have the giggles. We also have, well, I think it's because on the way to record this episode, we were almost run into by a car. Yes. So I feel like the near death experience like is the given adrenaline. Us, exactly. Yeah. It's given us the jitters. <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> hit my microphone and it wiggled in front of me. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about our near death experience. Yes. Uh, and death in general, because it seems to be what we do periodically. In well, the spring, I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about the spring. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk about the debate that has torn... Twitter asunder. Two debates that have torn yeah. Twitter asunder. This is like the Twitter edition. Uh, one regarding how you put on your bra. Yes. Two, how many chuggas before you say choo-choo. And spoiler alert, we don't agree on either one of we the do not. topics. We do not, which makes for good podcasting. Uh, we're also going to talk about NASA and a headline that literally... NASA? <laughs> do you mean NASA? <laughs> NASA. Nassau, Suffolk this- County in New York. <laughs> or Nassau, the street in Winnipeg. Yeah, no, uh, NASA, the <laughs> space organization. Hey, at least I didn't call it the NASA. Um, who, who says that? Nobody. Okay. But it would be We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. But first, how was your week, Jen? Uh, my week was a bit weird because of something that happened. So we have a little section in the Thursday uptown, which Mm -hmm. is our, like our pullout for arts and entertainment. Uh, there's a little section called buzz and they're just quick little like buzzy things that happen during the week. Like not or stuff about upcoming events or just like things that you might want to know about. So like useful but not don't require a ton of heavy lifting right. necessarily. And yet, a buzz that I wrote this week seems to be getting a lot of like weird traction because of who I wrote it about. So uh, Maisie Stella, who you may know as Daphne Conrad from mm-hmm. Nashville, uh, covered Begonia's hot dog stand. Begonia, of course, our beloved local singer-songstress. Um, and uh, posted it to her Instagram. It got like... A lot of views in a pretty Thousands. quick amount of time. I, I think like 16,000 in an hour or something like that. Um, and it's just another example of how Begonia's star continues to, mm-hmm. to rise. So I wrote a little thing about it. And uh, and the cover's quite good. And of course, the Stella sisters are known for their covers. And then Maisie Stella shared it on Instagram. Instagram. But it looks to be the paper. So, yeah. I, so I don't know if someone like sent her a photo of it or like what, like it's the physical newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. It's a picture of the physical newspaper. Yeah. So, so then Maisie Stella shared it and yeah. then B- Begonia shared it and then Jen shared it. <laughs> and so basically the point of this is that Aaron and I are like three degrees away from Connie Britton, which is amazing when you really think about it. I mean, yeah. How was your week? It was good. I went to a bachelorette party on Saturday. I haven't gone to a bachelorette party in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a while for me yeah. also. So it's for my friend Liz, and we went to Across the Board, and I know you just wrote a story about Across the Board. I did. It was really, really fun. Like, I'm not one to, like, go out and enjoy things. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just I prefer to stay at home nine out of ten times. But I was like, no, this is for Liz. I love Liz. I'm going to go, and I'm going to do it. It's going to be fun. And it was really fun. And we played a game called Heartthrob, where you have to, like 
pick which boy you want to date because dream phone wasn't working so okay so yeah. it was like a comparable yeah it was very fun though so they have like game sommeliers basically yeah that's how we found heartthrob because we're like look dream phone is missing some paperwork the phone's not really ringing too well what can we play that's good for a group of like i think there was 10 or 12 of us yeah and they're like heartthrob and then the game sommelier ran the game for us was like the Amazing. host of the game yeah so we could all play it was great that's awesome it was really fun uh yeah it's a really cool place in winnipeg like and there are places like it in other cities in the world because weirdly even though so much of our entertainment is individual and happens in front of a screen board games continue to endure and just become yeah more popular i love i've always loved board games we've always had a ton of board games in my parents house so really i just feel like everyone's jumping on my bandwagon here the only board game nick and i play and own actually scrabble is scrabble i knew that but we play scrabble quite regularly and it's actually very nice to just i know we're nerds (laughs) um it is just nice to do something different that doesn't involve a screen screens yeah i honestly find it very restorative so We were very nearly run into. Yeah. Spring drivers. I'm going to do my little PSA. Yes, please. Because Jen doesn't Go drive. So. No. I mean. I'm you, working to change that. Yeah. But as a driver who is road ragey because other people are terrible at driving. Mm-hmm. I don't I do not do it unprovoked. And you do learn the rhythms of the seasons. Yeah. But the last two weeks since the melt has started to happen, drivers have gone nuts. Like, I've witnessed yeah. so many accidents, so many near accidents. We've been in two, like, near accidents. Just yeah. From people changing lanes without looking and not and signaling. And it is spring break here in Winnipeg. So, yeah. theoretically, there are fewer people on the road. And also, there are more children on the road, like, out and about. So, And then we are coming up to playoff season, which, as I said last year, was just, like, a nightmare when it came to driving because everyone's in a rush to get home or to their favorite drinking establishment or to a game. Yep. I think everyone just needs to, like, calm down. Calm down, you. Go home. Go home and be quiet. That's that's what I want everyone to do is just go home and be quiet. There's my PSA. Uh, thank you. I think that's worthwhile because yeah, there like we were almost driven into by someone who just got impatient and wasn't looking. Yeah, and did a swift lane change. Yep. Like almost directly into me. Yeah. Yes. Um, it gave us both a little hit of adrenaline, yeah. but it also reminded me of one of my ongoing fears. Which, I mean, is kind of silly because... Aren't if, all fears a little bit silly? They are. That's true. That's profound. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but I have a bit of a fear of dying in a ridiculous way. Mm-hmm. What do you consider ridiculous? Like in a preventable way. Okay. Like in a way where as it's happening, your thought would be... As if this is happening right now. So not like ha ha ridiculous. No, more like well a bit ha ha ridiculous. Like like I don't know, like something that I could avoid. Right. You know, like falling out of a window or like <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of falling off the third floor um, atrium at the Free Press. Actually, yeah, that I is an ongoing. Uh, well, like, because because the barrier is glass. So yeah, it's and like falling terrifying. onto the bison that you're not supposed to touch. <laughs> like that. Like any kind of thing that would provide color for one's obituary i do not want right i remember one time reading a story about someone and you feel terrible laughing but they died eating a cocktail sausage 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> choking see? on a cocktail sausage like that. And you're like, oh, that's awful, but also, ha. <laughs> 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 yeah, or like having a heart attack while I'm like on a zamboni. I don't know. Like it just <laughs> that is a fear that I have is dying in a in a silly way, but also a, a preventable way. As I told you this morning to make you feel better i used to have a fear of eating pears because i thought the bottom <laughs> had a spider on it like so, the pear butt it does look like a spider yeah but i was as a child i was convinced that it was a spider and i wouldn't eat it unless someone cut it off so Aww, you know adorable downtown <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to ask you about this yeah which is the bra question right so somebody and people have written think pieces about it now like i'm sure that if you're listening to this you have seen this debate mm-hmm so there are kind of two ways to put on a bra. There's one way to put so on a bra. There's one way. But this diagram shows two ways. Way A is to put your arms through the straps. Yeah. And clasp it. Yeah, the correct back. way. <laughs> or the, the incorrect the way. The front clasp. Clasping it in the front and rotate, like and turning it around. Which just boggles my mind. You're a front clasper. I am a front clasper. I don't understand this. It just seems so impractical. It's. Does it not hurt? Does it not like stretch your band out even no. more to like twist twist it around? Well, because you do it around like your waist, which is like usually a little but bit like, more. But like why? Because so I can see what I'm doing. I don't know why. But, like it just is always the way it's always been done. Do you need to see what you're doing? I think so. There's three levels of clasp. Yeah, but that's why you have fingers. You're not like (laughs) using your wrists to try to like clasp things together. No, but honestly, I might as well be because sometimes I do not have the greatest dexterity. But then you told me that you unhook it the normal way. Well, unhooking the stakes are lower. You don't have to. There's no way to unhook it wrong. Weird. There is a way to hook it up wrong though. And well, then, then you, you just, just live with it, it and, and you, you know what? You don't even notice it because you can't see it because you did it from behind. <laughs> see, I don't understand. Like, I'm also not like, I feel like you have to be like a contortionist to do that. Uh, no, you just have to have a regular. We're both trying to feel our bra. <laughs> oh, I actually right undid mine. <laughs> uh, you just have to have a regular range of motion in your arms. Well, I accidentally undid mine. So now I can do it back up. And this is my question. Like, if you do your bra up front ways. What, like how, do you zip up your dresses front ways do no. you like button up your tops backwards no, like well, <laughs> buttoning a shirt down the front you can see what you're doing yeah zipping up a dress other people do that i guess so see this is i hate this i'm trying to do it up right now without looking and i cannot i this cannot boggles my mind i cannot do it just like zero dexterity like oh i got one so it was the consensus on the twitter feed I got people were oh, split. I, I did it. See, that seems like why not just get it right the first time? I literally grab it and hook all three at the same time, and <laughs> I'm done in seven seconds. Um, seven seconds seems to be the agreed upon time it takes to put on. A oh, really? Yeah. I just pulled that out of the air. Um, both ways are fast, but let me quell the argument by telling you about the third option. Which some people do, apparently. They leave it hooked at all times and take it on and off like a shirt. How do you get it over your hips? Like over your head. Oh. Yeah. That will ruin it, though, because you're stretching it out so much. Right. Also, some woman on Twitter said that she did witness someone in a gym locker room put it on like a pair of pants and pull it off. That is unbelievable to me. So, yeah, the things you think are normal and then you talk about them. It's like, oh. 
I would love if we could take an informal listener poll of all the all the all the people who wear bras that listen to us. Yes. Send us an email. Are you all a fronty or a backy? A fronty, backy, over the head, yeah, over the hips. Um, <laughs> which is just wrong because there are myriad ways, and I mean, yeah, all people who wear them, all people who have seen someone else put them on. Who taught you how to put on a bra? That was also another myself. Yeah. I think my mom. Maybe the lady at Sears. So maybe the front classman came from my mother. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah, no, I don't think. No, I think just like the lady at Sears who fitted me showed me how to do it. Yeah, and that's why you're so good at it now. Maybe. Um, The second debate was how many chuggas. I hate this so much. Before Choo Choo. It's clearly four. And I know you're going to tell me that it's eight, but that's incorrect. It is eight. It is four. It is eight. Eight is too many chuggas. It's not too many chuggas. It's the right amount of chuggas. If you say it out loud, it takes a very long time to get to a choo-choo. Not if you say it with some rhythm. So it's like chugga-chugga-chugga, chugga-chugga-chugga, choo-choo. That's eight. That's not how you say it, though. That is totally how you it's say it. chugga 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 choo choo <laughs> I don't know what the hell kind of train you're listening to. I, I'm, I feel like I am right. And many people support me. Forest, not too few. No, it's not. <laughs> I think something we could agree on though is that the people who say chugga 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 see it's too few but I'm gonna go with four chugga 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 woo woo no oh ouch <laughs> I don't like that at all yeah we agree it is definitely I choo-choo. wonder if there's like a cultural thing I wonder if like in Canada we say choo choo in America they say woo woo and in Maybe. like Britain they say like kafoofy <laughs> I don't know I feel like the woo hoot or the hoot I feel like the woo-woo is a toot British toot. thing. Oh, yeah. Toot-toot. Toot-toot. That's American. Toot-toot. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that either. It's choo-choo. It makes me think of the Full House episode. So, so, <laughs> the one where she's like reading the book to Michelle and she's like, you're not tooting the toot-toot right. And she's like, toot-toot for forever. And it's really annoying. Um, <laughs> my cousin suggested it was three chuggas, which is... Controversial. <laughs> agreed. And like also that. not wrong. It has to be an even number. Clearly wrong. Yeah, it has, it has to, to be. be three. Two is too few. Yeah. I believe it's eight. That is incorrect. I feel like if you're like... Also... Who who made this up? There has to be a source somewhere. BuzzFeed asked the question. No, no, no. Like who made, who made the original the... rhythm? Well, I feel like... There has to be a source that could... I'll look it up this. and I'll come back to this next week. Okay. I'll find out. I feel like it has something to do with the little engine that could. Okay. I was going to suggest Thomas the tank or engine. Or Thomas the tank engine, perhaps. Yeah. I feel like the little Maybe engine that Ringo could predates, Star. <laughs> predates Who that. The conductor? Yes, he did. And so did George Carlin. Oh, so I know. good. A weird show, though. It's a discussion for another time. <laughs> Uh, we also wanted to talk about NASA. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to be so self-conscious saying it all the time. Um, I can't believe this story. I thought it was an Onion article. Same. And then I read it and it was on the New York Times. <laughs> so <laughs> Basically what happened was there is a spacewalk, an all-female spacewalk planned for this week. Yes. In our year of the Lord, 2019. The first all-female spacewalk. Yeah. Um, which was promptly canceled because there were not spacesuits that fit one of the women appropriately. This canceled because there was no space shirt for the space woman. Like, I have two thoughts on this. Lay them on me. Very disappointing 
that they did not have enough forethought to like plan ahead for her to have the appropriate gear that she would need to do her job safely. Right. Because it is appropriate gear to do her job safely. It's not like an outfit. Like second thing is like, I'm, I'm glad they canceled it if it was going to be unsafe. Yeah. Because you never want anyone to like risk their lives no. to do a job. That is very true. But it's very sad for me because I was actually, because I love reading about space and stuff. So I was really excited to like see the pictures of all these ladies yeah. like walking around in space, just doing Super their thing. Cool. Yeah. And then the part that was like the real kick in the nuts was like that it wasn't, the walk itself wasn't canceled. Her role was canceled and she is now being replaced by a male astronaut <laughs> because they only had one spacesuit, one medium sized spacesuit. Like, could you not? I also don't understand how this was discovered like the day before this was supposed to happen. Yeah. Like she did all of her trials, they said, in both medium and large. And then she decided that the large was too large and they only had one medium. And that was already like taken by the other female astronaut. And I'm guessing the dearth of medium sized spacesuits is because there are astronauts are still mostly men. Yes. Who would wear a large. Probably. Because men are usually larger. Yes. Typically. That is infuriating. I know. I just, I just want to see some ladies walk around space. (laughs) That's so much to ask. That's so much to ask in 2019 for the love of God. Honestly, make some medium spacesuits. You do. We're going to do advice. We're bringing back tough love. Tough love. I just feel the urge to, I don't know, be bossy about things. <laughs> um, this question mm-hmm. is about online dating. Okay. And basically, I'm just going to paraphrase. Okay. It's basically about online dating fatigue. Okay. Seems like she's been at it a while, is kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. Feels like she has to do it, though, because now this is how you meet people. Right. What do you do? Okay. Well, before I was lockdown lady, I was was an online dater myself. So I totally understand the fatigue that comes with the endless swiping, the endless, like, sup messages, sometimes, like, gratuitous, gross messages that you get. It can be very exhausting. It also sounds a bit like a full-time job. It is. It is. Um, but unfortunately, as the listener has, has stated, it is sort of the easiest way to meet people now. But if you are looking to get away from that, my suggestion would be to go on meetup and join some meetup groups because there are tons from like any possible interest that you could have, whether it's just like going out to new restaurants, whether you want to be in a board game club, like we discussed, that's kind of a thing now, Mm. whether you're like an outdoorsy person and you want to go on hikes or bikes or whatever else, there's a meetup group for freaking everything. And if you specifically want one that's with singles, you can find that. And so if you're tired of doing the online thing where it's so like almost robotic, Mm -hmm. you're like, let us go on this date now. If you want something that's more organic or more, I don't know, traditional, that would be my advice would be to go on a meetup group. That's good advice. Yeah. I was not in online dating because I have been with my husband for approximately 1,000 years. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then the other relationship I was in was a setup, which was interesting. Yeah. It was actually like it like we had stuff in common. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I would also say that if you want to get hit on by a random person in front of your husband at a Starbucks at 1130 a.m., go there in sweats with a book and stare out into the middle distance periodically because yeah. that happened to me. I have <laughs> never had a man randomly approach me before, really, in a public space like that. Yeah. And uh, it happened a few months ago and my husband was literally sitting beside me. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he was like, he was like, basically like, you're attractive, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, and I kind of like glanced over and he's like, oh, is that your boyfriend? And I was like, this is about to get way worse for you. <laughs> like, that's my husband. And he was like, well, th- th- thanks for letting me talk to you. <laughs> like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and then he awkwardly tried to introduce himself to my husband. No. I was like, it was like a bomb that kept detonating. Oh, I'm no. like, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. But yeah, you never know. Like, you never know. And also my other suggestion would be just go do things that you like to do totally keep up with your hobbies if you like to go to starbucks and read a book go to starbucks and read yeah. a book if you want to go to the park or you want to take lessons for something if you want to learn a new skill absolutely do those things because the less pressure you put on yourself it's it's so cliche but it's really true like the less pressure you put on yourself to be like finding quote unquote the one or going on yeah. dates or quote unquote putting yourself out there like the less pressure there is the more successful you're going to be because you're going to not feel so like anxious about it and overwhelmed by it and i feel like and i could be wrong like because i wrote a story a few years ago now when tinder was kind of new it seems like sort of the first and second generation of online dating was either focused on marriage or hooking up. Yeah, there was no in between, Graham. There was no in between. Now everything's in between. So, so it's actually a lot, almost worse because yeah. you don't really know anything. Like at least it's the, just a sea of faces. At least the Match.com Tinder binary made it very clear, right? What you were doing. But so I'm a Match.com success story. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. So I, in as as like our listener, I got very frustrated with the sort of constant sea of online dating and I said okay I'm gonna pay for a match I'm gonna pay for it for one month just to see if it makes any difference between the paid and the free yeah. apps and I met my current fiance like three days in and then I deleted it and it's I've never looked back look at that yeah so it's true it's true what they say then when they're like we have the most I guess marriages. like I don't I don't like to sort of be um advertorial for them no but but I mean, that's where that's where I found success was paying, <laughs> paying for a service because I got tired of swiping and seeing the same people. And Winnipeg is such a small city yeah, that's that you the see thing. the same people all the time. There's a good chance you're going to date someone who your friend has dated. It's there's a lot of crossover, a lot of cross pollination. <laughs> yes. So my suggestion is just take a break, take a break, refresh, start to focus on your own priorities. And if you're going to meet someone it it will just the fates will will align and it will work out for you i was gonna break out a real cliche and i will because <laughs> it's a good one yeah but there really is a lid for every pot like you will find somebody well yeah so if, if that, I, would, I would argue there are multiple lids for every pot absolutely there it's like it's more like tupperware it's like my kitchen yeah it's, it's, more exactly. like tupperware. it's more like tupperware there are multiple lids for every container that you have exactly and yeah. multiple containers for every lid whatever however you want to flip whether that you're a lid or you're a container exactly there's many matches for you it's cool you're fine but if you're starting to feel the whole maybe i'm destined to be alone forever probably not <laughs> I, I feel like the probability is pretty low on that one. I, I feel like statistically, you're. Gonna, I mean, unless you want to be, unless alone. you want to be, and that's and cool that's too. fine too. Yeah, that's but just like 
every every exhaust- my favorite very favorite Tupperware container has no lid. <laughs> I put snacks in it. Uh, and everyone loves snacks. Exactly. So that's a great fine. way to end this segment, I think. <laughs> I think so. Uh, what are you working on right now? Uh, oh, I'm so excited <laughs> about this story that I'm working on. It was a leading question. Yeah, because you, you can see the smile just on my face. So I am starting work on a story about the people who clean up crime scenes. Weird thing to smile about. I know, <laughs> but I find it so interesting. And I'm, It is really interesting. And I'm doing my first interview for it first thing tomorrow morning. And I have a list of questions as long as my arm. Like, Oh yeah. So many questions. So many questions. So that won't be in the paper for like probably in May sometime. Yeah. But it takes a long time to get these huge features together. So I'm very excited to start working on that. Yay. Yeah, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of working on a few more column bits and bobs. I kind of well, that's r- odd as you're a columnist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it's been feature land, though, for a while. It has, so. yeah. Um, I want to respond to that Jezebel article that was making the rounds about Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should definitely write about that. Basically arguing that it is bad. And I'm going to argue... It doesn't matter. Your it doesn't matter, and your relationship to music will change. Yeah, uh, which kind of relates to the podcast we were both on, talking about um, influential albums. Yeah, in our life. Yeah. So we'll also hook you up with that at some point as well. Um, but I'm also working on um, another kind of more thinky column about our current obsession with like grifters and fraudsters and hucksters and like people like snake oil salesmen game in the system like <laughs> elizabeth holmes and the fry fest guy and like there's been so fire fest fi- oh yeah see in my head it's f-r-y-e yeah but it's F-Y. like the boots yeah. even though it's fire yeah um yeah i find it weird that it's kind of like this new genre it's kind of like the new true crime i think it's like a love to hate thing Totally. Because, like, a lot of these people are incredibly smart, but you're like, oh, you're awful. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. I also think there's a bit of weird escapism. Oh, for sure. Thousand percent. With watching people just absolutely detonate their life, which is part of the reason why I find addiction memoirs so compelling Mm because it's so outside of my own frame of reference. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's like this weird, like, wow. You have just really annihilated your whole life. It's unbelievable. And yet you're living. Like, yeah. Yeah. So working on that too. Uh, You can find everything that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zaretti on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Twitter and Instagram. I just about forgot what my handle was. Um, You can email us at buried the lead at winnipegfreepress.com. And we will see you next week. 